Every journey begins with a question. Our journey today begins with this one. What do a Singaporean-based four-times TEDx speaker, a Swiss world record skydiver, an Aboriginal advisor to the United Nations, an American domestic abuse survivor, and the managing director Asia Pacific for a global manufacturer all have in common? They are all leaders striving to make the world better. They are all better world leaders. Their stories and more will be shared with you in the very first season of the Better World Leaders podcast. I'm Tim Collins, host of the Better World Leaders podcast and founder CEO of 4i Leadership. first episode, I was honoured to be joined by an incredibly insightful, purposeful and humble leader whose background is as varied as it is inspirational. Paul Dunn is a four times TEDx speaker. He was one of the first 10 people in Hewlett Packard in Australia, and he started one of Australia's first computer companies and founded the Results Corporation, working with and developing over 23,000 businesses. He's been honoured as a Social Innovation Fellow in his new home of Singapore. He's been featured in Forbes magazine with Richard Branson as a disruptor in business. And even though he's not an accountant, he became the first person ever to receive Accounting Web's Outstanding Contribution to the Profession Award. He now serves as the Chairman of the revolutionary B1G1, enabling businesses to connect and give back in new ways and creating over 205 million giving impacts globally. What I received from this conversation were these key messages. That a leader needs a purpose higher than themselves if they are to thrive, keep showing up and perform to the highest level. And that you must appreciate that as a leader, your first customer is your team. I thank Paul for spending the time with us, for the knowledge, experience and wisdom he shares with you today. So here we are, the very first Better World Leaders conversation and an incredible start with Paul Dunn. Okay, well, welcome everybody to the Better World Leaders podcast and welcome Paul Dunn from B1G1. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Tim, uh, thank you so much for having me. And, and I, I can't help thinking, um, you know, when, whenever you created the name for the podcast, you were sort of future pacing. I mean, what a great podcast for now, you know, Better World. So well done, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, it's like a lot of things in life. You know, you have an idea and you kind of camp on it for a little bit too long. And then you just finally say, right, yep, I'm going to do it. You know, if I'd done this six months ago, maybe I'd appear to be even more, you know, on trend, if not trend creating. But no, I agree. I, I, and thank you for saying that. I I can't think of a better time in recent history, um, you know, to be talking about this theme of how can we yeah. make the world better. And really, we need it now more than more than ever, right? <laughs> yeah, we absolutely do. <laughs> that's that's why it's a, it's a privilege to be here. So thank you for inviting me. No, my pleasure. Uh, and, and just before we sort of get into the sort of standard, uh, you know, sort of questions, let's just set the context you know we're sitting here in early april 2020 i'm you know sort of isolating in new south wales you're in singapore just tell us a little bit about you know sort of what it's like in singapore and, and what you guys are going through up there well yes uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, the, the the key thing is uh, everything's changing in a second that used to take a year right so 
<laughs> but uh, you know, I think that Singapore is a, is a great example of a lot of things. And as you well know, Singapore has been lauded for its uh, its response uh, to, uh, to to what's been happening. And 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 I think there's a, there's a great message in that. The, the whole messaging has been certainty, 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 certainty. That's the whole message, right? And the, the point is, it's almost as if the, the government, this is very, very important for us dealing with our customers and potential customers now. In a world of uncertainty, what people need is certainty. And, and when we can connect with them and provide that certainty, whether it's about the structures that we talk about, I mean, when I say structures, I don't mean, you know, buildings. What I mean is the structures of the conversations, the structure of the offering, all of that kind of stuff. And so anything that we can do, like the government here in Singapore, to provide that certainty just creates a different environment. And when you create that different environment, you get better results. And that's precisely... The job of leaders. I mean, so you know, I think it's a, a fantastic example of what's going on here in Singapore. No, you're completely right. I mean, one of my clients, uh, it's probably now two weeks ago, um, made me aware of you know one of these sort of particularly pivotal speeches that the Singaporean Prime Minister gave, and 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 you know he said, you know, this was shown to me as a as a great example of inspirational leadership through this particularly trying time, and and I've now included it. Um, you know, in some of the, the the sort of the newsletter to my community, yeah, and and it's exactly that. You know, it's that certainty which need be as little as this is what we know today. Based on what we know today, this is what we're going to do. Be reassured that we're doing everything in our yeah. power and that we're putting you, the people of Singapore, first. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, and I and I, I think the messaging is really really crucial for all of us as leaders. Uh, I, I mean, you know. You, the, you, you can't do this sort of Pollyanna thing, you know. What, what we've really got to say is, is you know, we know that we're going to get through this. That's, I mean, that's human history, right? We're going to get through this. What we also know is that when we get to the other side, it's going to look quite different than it did before we get into it, right? So what we've got to do together uh, is to do things that make us get through this so that we are well prepared for the other side, because right? it's just going to be uh, a different world, thankfully. Um, and, you know, I think that the, the the role that leaders play in that is crucial. And the other thing that's really, really interesting about that is that, you know, listening was always, right, a crucial idea for leaders. I mean, it always was. And But I think many of the people that I work with now, you know, when we give them that message and, and, and basically saying, by the way, you might want to try listening to the team as well at this particular point because the reality is that there's so much uh, so much wisdom there. And so what I'm seeing as well is this whole thing from going from, quote-unquote, the wisdom of one to the wisdom of the collective. And it just makes for such a better a better trajectory. It really does. No, it's it's very true. I mean, there's a phrase which is, you know, really being bandied about at the moment. It's, you know, it's an old adage, but you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. Um, <laughs> and when it comes to building community, I mean, certainly what I've witnessed here, you know, where where I live, you know, in southern New South Wales, you know, we've had you know an interesting sort of run of bushfire, really extreme mm. you know, sort of fire threat, uh, closely followed by flooding. Um, not not sort of dangerous flooding, you know, the, the, you know it wasn't flash flooding and, and, and people weren't immediately at risk, but there was a lot of impact on social infrastructure, uh, particularly agricultural production, uh, you know, for a good sort of month long spell. And, and, and now here we are with COVID-19. Um, 
But what I've observed locally, and I think it's now interesting to see, you know, this really sort of global envelope expanding is that, you know, a sort of a, a crisis, a good crisis brings good people together um, and really sort of shows the other people up, you know, for, for the way that they look at the world and, and, and how it is about them. Um, and I think that this really is now becoming a global experience of community and coming together and focusing on what's important. And, and, and I think ultimately that starts with reconnecting. Oh, yeah. And, and that, that, that's absolutely true. And, and, you know, when we, when we realize that, that, you know, we really are all one in this, um, uh, it, it becomes a, a different experience. And so hopefully, you know, our memory cells are working overtime to go, yes, okay, I, I got that. Now that's what I need to do uh, when, we, when we're out the other side. Yeah, so it's, uh, uh, and, and that's, that, that's, by the way, uh, not to, uh, you know, diminish or in any way, um, uh, I mean, I think we need to take time out too to, you know, acknowledge all the, all of the people who are at the front line and just doing amazing, amazing things. Um, and, uh, you know, to uh, just be continually grateful for all the things that they are doing and, and providing, you know, as big a margin of safety for us as they can. So uh, to all the health workers that might be listening and all the frontline people, thank you for everything you do. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, even... You know, you know, sort of, the, you know, the sort of the the humble truck driver, right? You know, who's, who's keeping going and 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 sort of keeping on, keeping on, and and you know, keeping the keeping the system alive. Um, and yeah, yeah, especially those who really are putting themselves, you know, sort of, and everybody that they, you know, sort of, then come into contact in their own families at risk by continuing to show up and continuing to treat. Yeah, you know, yeah. Those who well, you know, I mean, here in here in Singapore, we uh, we you know we can still go on buses and all of that sort of stuff, and um, and you know the the transport system is really amazing here. Uh, but now I'm here's 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 the message, right? I think the the crucial thing here is to double down on relationships that's 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 one of the crucial things and that's not just relationships in your team that's relation with people relationships with your customers and, and people i mean simple example you know yesterday i had to uh, go into town uh, in uh, here and uh, the simplest way to do it was to, was to get a cab. And so, you know, I called a cab, and that's pretty easy to do in Singapore. And cab driver comes, and, and always I would thank them for turning up. I always do that. Uh, but yesterday it was, you know, an extra special sort of a thank you, you know, because they, they, <laughs> they didn't have to do it. And the guy turned around, seriously, the guy turned around and said, uh, it's my absolute. They called me, you know, the little message on his thing called me Mr. Paul, right? So, so he said, "It's my privilege to be of service, Mr. Paul." I thought, "Wow!" <laughs> so, yeah, and yeah. You, you can't help have a better day around that, can you? You know, no, you can't. You can't. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be grateful for for that man's, uh, you know, sort of expression. Um, you know, of, of service. I'm, I'm going to use that maybe a little bit awkwardly as a segue um, to, to ask you, Mr. Paul, you know, how you've been of service. And, and I'm, I'm going to sort of wrench us off this this one rail just to, to sort of bring us onto the track of, uh, you know, the conversation, um, you know, around what, what brings you to this point. So let's, let's, let's just, you know, ask the question uh, around your, you know, sort of history and your career and, and really sort of what what have you done to be of service throughout your career? 
Mm, mm. Well, first of all, thank you for the question. And, uh, you know, classically what we're all supposed to have is, is you know, the uh, sort of Joseph Campbell, you know, hero's journey kind of thing. Um, and I, I suppose there are moments like that, and we might talk about moments later on. But, you know, I look at it now and, I, I you know, I'm just amazingly grateful because uh, I, I think I've just been amazingly lucky. I really do. Uh, you know, how lucky is it to get plucked out of the United Kingdom when you're 21 years old and and become uh, one of the first 10 in uh, in Hewlett-Packard in Australia? How, I mean, how, that's kind of like... You won the lottery, right? And, you know, being able to sit around with Bill Hewlett and Dave Packard and then to recognise just the, uh, last November uh, I was uh, on a plane um, going to San Jose um, to speak. And San Jose, of course, is you know, it's at, the, at the middle of Silicon Valley, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going there and I'm going there to, to speak uh, to some 5,300 accountants, which is like an interesting, uh, interesting gig. Anyway, on the airplane, uh, you know, when they feed you lovely meals and stuff like that, that's when I always take a moment to have a look at what documentaries are on. And there was a documentary, funnily enough, which was on Silicon Valley, the real Silicon Valley. And uh, what it observed was that way back when uh, it was Bill Hewlett and Dave Packard who were in their garage and they established Silicon Valley, right? So there's all these really interesting links. Uh, But then, you know, to go from that to create one of Australia's first computer companies, uh, uh, which was just extraordinary, uh, to go from that and... and, uh, get dragged, literally dragged, to a seminar before we knew what seminars were. And to have this amazing moment when I realised, oh, I'm loving what I do, but maybe there's a better expression of me. And that better expression of me was to realise that I had some things that I could share. And so I decided that that's what I was going to do. And I created a thing called Results Corporation. Um, And uh, in various guises, that was there until uh, 2000, working with some 23,000 small to medium-scale businesses, not just in Australia, but, but around the world. Um, and you know that's just an amazing experience because you uh, you know you're seeing things through different lenses the whole time, right? And then uh, theoretically, uh, uh, Tim, I sold well, not theoretically. I did sell all of that, and theoretically, the reason for that was because I was supposed to retire. Now you're probably getting from the, the uh, hopefully from the joy in my voice that retiring is. is <laughs> I was just going to say, how's that, that going was for not you? a good option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but it was, you know, it was fun. I mean, I was I, I was fortunate enough to be uh, go live in France and and uh, all of that kind of stuff. And um, and uh, that that didn't last that long. <laughs> Although it was it was an amazing experience, right? Again, I got lucky. Um, and then to uh, have one of those moments that we all have when you realize, and this was in 2006 for me, 2006, 2007, when you realize, oh, there's something else here. You know, if you if you would have described or if you would have asked me at that point, uh, Paul, you know, you've, you've done you know pretty well and so on and so forth. And so what's the secret? Right? And, and I would have said, well, there are two things. Right? I would have said, uh, first thing is that you – It's all about providing just extraordinary value, extraordinary value for the people whom you're privileged to serve. That's, that's, you know, job number one. 
And, and job number two is to have fun doing that. That's it. Right? And, and that, would, that would be the two things, right? And uh, then uh, in 2006, 2007, I, I realized, oh, there's another thing. There's another thing. And there was a whole experience around that, which is uh, a bit long to tell. So I won't, I won't tell it, but let me just, let me just say uh, that I realized there's more to life than that. And that, that is that there is an opportunity. And it gets back to what you were talking about earlier on, that to recognize, you know, that we all are one and to recognize how privileged we are. And it was an experience that was all tied up with the 2004 tsunami. And I saw that mm. through a different set of eyes. And, and and I realized, oh, my gosh, there was a third thing that, that we have uh, uh, an option, I, I, almost an obligation to do. And and that is uh, to, uh, you know, to, to give, to, 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 to to, yeah, literally to give. And that was when uh, B1G1 uh, came into, uh, in, into Notion. Um, and, and by the way, I was just reflecting on that the other day. Um, you know, if you, as you look at today, as you look at today and you write as you, and you say, you know, yes, crisis and, you know, challenging and all of that kind of stuff. And there's various ways that we can approach that, right? One way is to approach it and go, oh, my God, this, you know, the fear thing kicks in and, and it, we just drift and drift and drift and drift down. Uh, the other way to approach it is, well, let's look at, you know, how we can do different things and sort of go upwards as opposed to downwards. And I was thinking about that the other day, about going upwards, and I, and I, I came up with this phrase, which I think makes sense, which is this and by the way, I've only been playing with it for two days, so it may need checking up. So <laughs> give it a caveat, is, this is, is new and a bit fresh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, and, and what it says is we're actually all at our very best when we're giving. You know, you might want to think about that, right? We're at our very best when we're giving. And that's true in, in leadership. It's true in the family. It's true in the way in which we run our businesses, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so, um, yeah, so there you go. That's the, that's the potted history. Uh, but uh, uh, but so many learnings along the way, and and to realise that you know where we are now, wherever you know you are listening to this, right? Wherever you are now, is just a result of all of those moments that have, that have kind of happened, right? And how you respond in those moments becomes who you be, who you are right now, uh, and just to be grateful for those in every way that you can. No, look, I mean that's a that's a fantastic story. I mean, you have such a such a great you know sort of place that that, that you know, you've come from and all the episodes that have informed you know sort of your journey on the way um but i i, I don't think that that phrase needs much revision uh you know i i i think that's a perfect expression you know of who you are and and, and what you 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 have brought to the world and, and what b1g1 does and we'll we'll just unpack the G, b1g1 um you know sort of in a moment but i'd just like to respond you know, uh, to, 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 to that phrase and, and, and just reference a couple of my experiences. And one in particular, um, when, you know, I was basically volunteering along with my wife, you know, in, in Southern Peru in a, in a region that had been impacted by an earthquake, you know, a year before, but we're still kind of putting the pieces back together. And we were basically building a school and, you know, I was not in work mode at all you know this was during the gfc and my wife and i both of us had sort of said okay well you know, pretty sort of stressful doing what we're doing and it's probably not going to sort of you know 
be great anytime soon. So let's take this opportunity to, you know, learn from each other and about each other and go on the road together. Um, and in this environment, you know, we just rocked up basically, you know, sort of picked up a hammer from the market and showed up on the job site. <laughs> and within a couple of days, you know, basically the, 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 um, you know, the guy who was running the Peruvian guy uh, who was running the whole sort of thing on the ground, you know, had sort of come to me and sort of said, well, can you run this job site? Because you know, it, it's not happening. <laughs> it's not coming together. And I said, well, no, hang on, mate. I'm not a builder. I'm not a tradie. <laughs> I don't know anything about, you know, sort of putting this thing together. Uh, and he said, no, 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 that's good. You know, we've got plenty of people who know how to, you know, sort of put a frame oh, on. What we, we don't oh, have is people who can, you know, kind of bring the whole thing together. Um, and I asked right. my wife, Belle, about this, and she said, no, you know, I, I, I've seen you, because you're not thinking about what's in it for me, because you're just here to do and give whatever you can, um, you know, so really the best you know, of, of, of you as a leader is coming out. Yes. You know, yes. the real identification and just living a value is just constantly, without having to think about it, without having to reference the words yes. on the wall, um, and you know you and i have spoken about this in conversations previously i think you know adam grant you know in his great book give and yeah. take has done such a good job of sort of proving for business and for organizations that are explicitly for profit and especially for those that are not that you know really encouraging you know your teams you know and your leaders within your organizations to focus on the benefits of giving for them for their team for the organization is yeah. is just now effectively empirically proven uh, to be true so paul dunn you are at your best when you're giving tell us about b1g1 tell us about how this all got started <laughs> okay uh well uh how it got started i was uh, in uh, someone i was mentoring uh, masami masami Sato, and uh in the mentoring you you know tim because of what you do that when you're mentoring the idea is that you're the one that asks the questions right and the other one you know the other person sort of deals with it and uh, so she comes into this thing and it was very obvious very very obvious that that she had been someplace and i don't mean that she uh, you, you you just in her head, it was very obvious that she'd been thinking very, very deeply uh, about some things. Very, very obvious. And so she began the conversation this particular day, and 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 she said, uh, "Paul, is it okay if I ask the questions today, <laughs> or by begin right. by asking questions?" I said, "Sure." And she said, "Well, it's not really a question. I just want you to imagine something." And I said, "Okay, go." So she said, "Well." And this lovely Japanese accent and slowly, slowly paced, <laughs> she said, I want you to imagine a different world. I want you to imagine a world in which every time business is done, something great happens in our world. And uh, I, I remember, oh, well, okay. So, you know, <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, like what? Like what? Right? And, and she said, um, which was not a good response, by the way. And uh, I, she said, well, um, I've called it in my head. So I've called it buy one, give one. And I said, well, how would that work? And, and she said, well, uh, you, you imagine you go down to uh, Harvey Norman was the word she actually used. And, and she said, go, go to, you know, like an electrical retailer and, and you buy a plasma TV and I said, woo, 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 Sammy, stop. If I go to an electrical retailer and buy a plasma TV, what did you call it? Buy one, give it. They're not going to give me another TV, right? They're not, right? 
And she said, no, you, you misunderstand. And I said, what is it I misunderstand? And she said, well, you go and buy that TV on account of how you want better vision. So how would it be if when you bought that TV, bearing in mind you're doing it because you want better vision, if when you did that, someone who could not see got the gift of sight? And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> exactly like that. And then she saw the impact of what, you know, the breath of air, the suck of air that I was saying. And she said, or, you know, imagine when you had a cup of coffee, uh, when you bought a cup of coffee, uh, you know, a, a child got access to pure life-saving water. Or, And then she was, she, she had one of my books with her and she said, or, you know, when someone bought a book, a, a tree got planted. And I remember saying to her, that was so impactful. <laughs> I said, Masami, can I be your mentor for the rest of your life? <laughs> <laughs> and she eventually agreed to that. And uh, and so that started that journey in 2007. And, and that simple little idea, once again, wouldn't it be a great world if every time business was done, something great happened? I mean, it, it really would. Um, and it's now a, a movement. Uh, you know, there are 3,000 uh, mem business members around the world uh, that are part of it. Um, and it has some pretty unique things, as in we measure every impact and, and so on. Um, you can give from one cent and so on and so forth, and 100% goes. And the great thing is that it's a place where people come together, as you know, uh, and right now we are at just over 205 million uh, giving impacts. And uh, by the way, just on that, just on that, yesterday, because I think now there's this whole time now is about uh, about doubling down on the relationship. You know, that's that's what it's about. Now, it, so uh, just yesterday, um, I was sitting here. It was about, about nine o'clock at night, and obviously, and I'm I'm going through. You know, you look at all these givings that have come in and stuff like that. And I decided that um, I would I would just uh, get on and I would message everybody, and uh, and I said. Um, you know, individually, basically, and and I and I rather than call them, and I, I simply because of the, of the timing, and I I said, you know, I, I just want to say that it takes a very special person at at these times to be giving, you know, to think of others, and I just wanted to let you know that um, you know I'm deeply grateful for that. Well, you wouldn't believe the messages that I I woke up to this morning. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, share people are saying it? things like, "It's it's you know, Paul, that was lovely, but you know, you just need to know it's such a privilege to be able to do this." So, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 just a, a an amazing thing, really. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, what does it feel like when you receive a message like that? Can you describe? Oh. Yeah, how you were feeling as you read those as well. <laughs> you well, it, well. I mean, just you asking that question, it, it brought up exactly the same feeling. It's like you get this feeling in your chest, you know. Um, and then again, you—it's a very humbling thing, you know. To to, <laughs> it's difficult to talk about actually. Sure, it's a very humbling thing to uh, be a part of of that happening it's just incredibly humbling uh, uh 
<laughs> so let me ask you another. that is hard to talk about tim you, you uh, can see my eyes right now i can i can i can i can I, and even if i couldn't i can hear it in your voice so i appreciate you you sort of you know sticking with us what's the best thing that's happened since you started b1g1 oh that would oh. <laughs> they happen every day uh so that's a hard one so so let me let me just look at a at a recent one um that has something to do with uh, with leadership i remember um years ago um i was reading neil donald walsh's one of neil donald walsh's books and uh, and neil said something pretty profound he said you know that you don't measure a leader by the number of followers that they have you measure a leader by the number of leaders they create. And I thought, whoa, that's, that's pretty cool. And so one of the good things right now, I look at uh, from B1G1 uh, as my sort of teenage child, right? So it's, it, it's, it's getting heavily teenage. And, uh, you know, so hopefully it's had the guidance and, and, you know, hopefully some wisdom along there. But then you get to a point where you go, it's time to sort of step back from that a little bit and, and let, Everybody do you know their thing if if you if you know what I mean. But everybody assume uh, a position of uh, ownership. I don't necessarily mean ownership in the, in the in the strict sense of the word, although that's a good thing too. Uh, but but just a, a feeling of um, you know real belonging and a, and a feel that they're in control of their destiny. Um, and you know when you get, when leaders can create an environment like that, it's just the best thing. It is just the best thing. Uh, and every day, you know, every day we have a team huddle. Right? Every day, even on even when we're working from home. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, at nine fifty every morning, uh, Singapore time, <laughs> and, uh, and it's really cool. You know, we're we're, we're sitting here and 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 uh, you know we can see each other. And, and uh, we're talking about uh, our values um, and everybody gets an opportunity every day to, you know, we today might be your day, Tim, for example. And um, you get to talk about what's happened to you this week, which is an expression of one of those values. Uh, and so it locks everything in. And then we talk about, you know, hey, this is what we're doing today and and everybody can say and i need help with that or you know i'm available to help with that and everything else. so it creates that that, that uh, very nice uh, very nice culture and i think that's probably the the, the thing that um because see w w without that i mean without you 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 can't create the great organization you know because otherwise it's a it's a sham right i mean you know it's it's like you 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 can't create an organisation where, without realising that in a sense your first customer in a sense right is your team right it, it, absolutely you, you, absolutely and um, and that's where it starts and if you have that authenticity through that then the customers read that and it becomes a great place for them as well yeah and look at me I know you shared you know my view that you know leaders are basically the best chance we've got to make the world better um yeah. and you have this great passion uh, and great belief that you know you aren't interested in followers you want to you know lead leaders or you want to help other yeah. people as i do become great leaders so what what would you suggest leaders can do to make the world better and to lead leaders who are themselves also going to go on and make the world better are there a few things that you would say you know if you want to be a leader who makes the world better, this is what you can do. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stuff and, and you talk about it every day, I'm sure. And, 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 and as, as do I, um, and there's a lot of stuff, uh, you know, out there about visions and missions. And, and I always, I always remember, uh, I was in a situation, I won't name the company, but, uh, I, I was there and they had this retreat, you know, and I, I think retreats are bad things to have. I think we should rename those and call them forwards. But anyway, so, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, here they were discussing, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so here they were discussing over a number of days, you know, what the what the vision should be and what the mission should be and all that kind of stuff. And and you know, it's the typical long thing. And someone actually suggested, I'm not making this up, that we should put that message in the toilet so everybody sees it. And I go, what? <laughs> and then then you would you would hear people say things like uh, well what, what, I don't understand this what's the difference between a vision and a mission well we can get into you know articulating what the difference is but you know it becomes very complex very very complex and so uh, unnecessarily complex right and and uh, so um, and by the way I want to I want to circle back to Singapore on that on that thing in just a moment okay um, so. Uh, so I think that one of the things that leaders need to do is to have something bigger than themselves, right? That that yeah. that, 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 that that that's absolutely you've got to have that, right? It's some underlying purpose that is bigger than yourself, and 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 so the purpose doesn't become you know to be the best X Y Z company or something like that. I, I was in a conversation with uh, with Simon Sinek, and and, uh, and and Simon put it this way: he said, "True purpose is human," and and that that's such a perfect encapsulation uh, of it. Um, so yeah, I, I, and 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 then you know once you've got that, it is then you know, it just becomes this, it becomes like this magnet that drives you. And so the, you know, the way I talk about it is just by putting in front of it, I get up every morning too. And once you, once everybody can be very clear about, it, I get up every morning too, you know, and then express that in the bigger picture. And by the way, just on that, um, uh, you mentioned Singapore before and not too many people realize, although when you look at history, it's obvious uh, that Singapore is uh, is uh, is 54 years old. Um, everybody thinks it's a bit older than that, but when you look back, it's not actually. And there's a there's a government building here which is called the Urban Redevelopment Authority. Mm. And the first three floors of that are devoted to where Singapore came from, where Singapore is, and where Singapore going. And uh, what often happens is, of course, people who are you know, people who are members from around the world kind of visiting someplace and they happen to go through Singapore. And so we frequently get calls saying, oh, you know, can we have a cup of coffee? You know, that sort of stuff, right? And where I take them, if we have time, is the Urban Redevelopment Authority. And I, because it's just an amazing metaphor for how you grow a business. Because when you started, mm. you know, 54 yeah. years ago, when we started, there was nothing. We didn't have water. We didn't have vegetables. We didn't have any of that, right? Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm doing this with a guy out of uh, out of Melbourne, and this this, uh, this guy uh, is there with his family, and he's uh, an accountant, and he's very very successful. And we're going through and looking at one of these displays, and and I'm sort of moving on, and Matt is is stuck to the spot, and he's looking at this thing, and and I say, hey Matt, come on. He said, no no no. He said, Paul, just come and look at this. 
And what he's looking at is a, 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 a plaque, and the plaque says across the top of it, our 50-year vision. So it says. And he's, he's riveted to the spot, and he said, uh, he used slightly different words than I'm about to use here, but, but, but he said, look at that, a country with a 50-year vision. And, you know, I, I hadn't realized that. And by the way, right next to it was, here's how we update that every year. And then it goes down to the 10-year vision, the one, <laughs> all of that kind yeah. of stuff, right? Yeah. Sort of thing that you talked about uh, in, in relation to moving companies forward and having that, you know, that amazing sort of vision there. Um, and, of course, you know, one of the things that is hopefully that when we get through this, you know, we'll realize that having something bigger than ourselves is really the key. And being able to really articulate in super ways, you know, how we, uh, the, the kind of thing that drives us from a human point of view. And, and when we do that, no doubt at all, the world is going to be an infinitely better place. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, I think, I think you're completely right. And I think now more than ever, you know, when arguably we could be said to be in an existential crisis of sorts, you know, at least as a, a, at a sort of societal level in terms of what we've adopted as our normal, you know, sort of expectation, uh, if not, you know, quite just yet at a sort of species and, uh, you know, sort of global level uh, today, at least. Um, yeah, if you can't kind of draw down and, 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 you know, sort of look in and find that sort of centrifugal purpose now, um, I don't know that you ever will. And no, you, you... <laughs> once you have, I, I think that to an extent that that really is, you know, sort of it's not it's not all you need, but it is sort of it, 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 it's the foundational step that you need to then get up every day saying yeah. I'm getting up in order to or when I get yeah. up, I will. Because um, it's so easy, I think, to get sort of frankly lost in uncertainty or you know, sort of devastated by despair when everything that you know and, and you're sort of familiar with and you aspire towards is essentially at least put on hold, if not gone, yep. um, you have something sort of irreducible that, that can keep you going. Um, and yeah, I mean, you and I share so much, I think, but, but particularly that thing that, you know, you have to have the long-term vision and the purpose. And once you're grounded around that, that's all you need to get up every day going, if I do nothing else. Yeah, and, 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 and funnily enough, that's what gives you that. Just follow the links, right? That's what gives you certainty. That's, that's actually, yes. and yes. I mean, what better place could we, could we be than right now and, and observe, we just look around and we go, oh, New Zealand, that's kind of interesting. Look at the certainty with which she, 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 she did that. Yes. Oh, uh, Oh, the UK. Oh, no, that was a bit iffy. Uh, <laughs> uh, America, well, that's really interesting because it's all about me. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, and, and so those examples are there, right? And so uh, how lucky are we to be in this place where we can see those examples and go, ah, that doesn't work. <laughs> this worked. And that's what we've got to be, right? And we're seeing it on such a large scale. Uh, so it's really obvious now. You cannot miss it. You really can't miss it. There is a lot in the public domain about you. You know, you, you're very forthcoming, you know, four times TEDx speaker. So obviously people can watch those. But is there one thing in particular 
based on the conversation that we've just had that you would steer people towards if they wanted to read more of your work and find out more about you? Um, so, so uh, Tim, um, yeah, well, this, you know, do, do you mean where are they? Where should they go look? You know, where should they, they go, go look to on? find more about Paul Dan B? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, it's uh, hopefully uh, ubiquitous, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> inescapable. Certainly, uh, certainly, a good place. Uh, a good place to start is uh, obviously LinkedIn, and uh, you know, have, have have a look there. Sure, um, we'll and the there. other the other thing that's interesting, by the way, is that uh, you know. Uh, as you respond and lead certain things, and that that kind of changes. And it's very interesting to go through that actually and see some of the uh, some of the moments, and those are the crucial things. The moments make ah, oh, this is where I should be, you know. So uh, yeah, LinkedIn is a good place. Um, and uh, of course, you know, I'm sure in the show notes, uh, you know, you'll you'll put various things about, you know, if you wanted to get in touch with Paul, Absolutely. you can do this and so on. And I would be more than happy to uh, to connect. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Thank you. I think we'll we'll leave it there for today. Uh, so certainly for me and on behalf of you know the Better World Leaders community that we're building, thank you. And uh, I hope we'll we'll talk again sometime. Oh, Tim, thank you. It's an absolute privilege to uh, chat with you, and thank you for all you're doing. And I underscore all in capitals. Yes, you're doing great <laughs> things. So thank you. <laughs> you are too kind. Good on you. Thanks, Paul. So how was that for you? What I'm feeling right now is a combination really of being greatly humbled and honoured to have received such an insightful conversation. Um, But I must confess that I'm more than a little bit proud and grateful to that I'm really fortunate enough to have been able to share now such a conversation with you. I mean, what I'm going to be applying to my leadership moving forward, I think really is that key message of Paul's around my team being my first customer. Yeah, and, and, and sort of working much more closely with them, uh, you know, and, and, and sort of, you know, gathering and leveraging that collective wisdom and, and that oneness. Uh, I think that will be immensely helpful to improve the way that I lead. Uh, if you've been inspired by Paul's story, and in particular his and Masami's work at B1G1, I mean, I, I really can't recommend enough that, you know, you go and explore how you can participate in allowing your work and business to make something great happen every time you achieve a goal. Head over to b1g1.com and you can use code GIVING125 to get a head start on your giving impact. Now, as we move towards the close of the show, what I'd like to do is just leave you with a question. What did you learn today from Paul that you can immediately apply to making the world better? Thanks for listening. Be well, lead well, and build a better world. I'll see you next time. As always, thanks and appreciation to the team that brought this episode and supporting resources to you. Brendan Ward for production and original composition and performance. Sarasa Design for logo and site graphics and Knock Knock for website design and management. You can find audio and video recordings as well as links and related resources mentioned today and on each episode at betterworldleaders.4iLeadership.com. This is the Better World Leaders podcast brought to you by 4i Leadership. 